0: Welcome to the Back Chat Show. My name is Jason. I'm joined as always by Paul. How you doing, Paul?
1: Oh, just enjoying another day in paradise.
0: Yeah, yeah. The weather is uh, agreeable for the first time in a couple weeks. Um, agreeable been,
1: is a good word for it.
0: Yeah, it, to say it was it's been disagreeable is kind of a kind of an understatement. Uh, <laughs> it's supposed to be getting up in the uh, 60s and 70s here for the rest of the week, just in time for the boys to go on the road and uh played Phoenix. But uh let's let's not jump to that just yet. There was a game that happened a couple of days ago.
1: Indeed uh, there was.
0: It was a a uh, switchbacks again played at home against the San Antonio FC. Um San Antonio coming in uh coming in looking for their first win of the season. And the Switchbacks looking for the first win of their home season after a bitter loss to Sacramento the the previous week. So um, so let's just hop right into it. Um, the starting eleven uh, for the Switchbacks consisted of Andre Rawls in uh, and goalkeeper, um, Clinton Orrin uh, obviously going back up to to the Rapids to. Uh, by its time behind Tim Howard. Uh, on the back line we had uh, Jordan Burt, uh, Ish Jome, uh, Kofi Apeer, who uh, still is apparently on, on loan with us, still working through his, his, uh, doing his rehab uh, on the Sloan down from the Rapids. Uh, we also had Chris Reeves. In the midfield we had uh, Schweitzer, Alex Milano, Ronnie Argeta, and the three up top were Mike Seth, Shane Malcolm, and Saeed Robinson. Um, all in all, about the same as we had last week, with one notable exception, where uh, uh, Jamal Jack uh, was benched in favor of Chris Reeves. Um,
1: we Which are, we, we had touched on a little bit uh, on, on uh, Coach Trichu's uh, statement about the penalty and and all that, um, and saying that... Uh, that Jamal Jack would have to fight for his spot, and uh, I guess I guess he wasn't uh, he wasn't just all talk in this occasion.
0: Yeah, yeah, it uh, kind of I, I was I want to take credit for us, maybe like you know, needling him to do that, but <laughs> I don't think I ever would admit that. Um, but I imagine once once Kofi Opare, uh, we obviously didn't expect him to be uh, here this week. Uh, I imagine once he goes back up to the Rapids that uh, Jamal will find his regular place there on the back line. Um, and other from other than that, uh, we have pretty much the same lineup as we did uh, the previous week. That uh, 4-3-3, I think is also same lineup uh, as week one. So classic Chichu, uh, making just one or two small changes and sticking with what works. Um, so the game started, and... The first thing that I noticed when I watched when I watched the game was that, again, the switchbacks continue to be working the uh, very ball ball control oriented, very uh, short crisp passes uh, a- a- instead of the the playing the long ball uh, that we used to. Um, our passing accuracy uh, was for the first half alone. I believe it was like sixty-seven to thirty. Uh, something uh, oh that's possession. Um, but yeah it, it was it, I think we're finally seeing a little bit of, of this new new switchback uh, mentality about about instead of playing this uh, uh, in previous years where we've kind of just played helter skelter where we're really really setting up things and short passes and slowly moving on up the field. Uh, did you see that as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, a, another game where, as hard, hard to believe, I can say another game where the switchbacks dominate possession. Because uh, yeah. I never thought I would have uttered those words in my life. Um, but I think when uh, by the end of the game, it was very nearly uh, sixty to sixty percent possession held by the switchbacks. Um, very good uh, short passing. Little too much back passing for my tastes. I always, I just, my blood runs cold when guys pass back toward the keeper. Um, I've seen too many people screw that up, mistime it, uh, not put enough power on it, and create a breakaway for the opposing team. Gives me a little bit of anxiety, but they did manage to control the ball um, and, and basically just hold uh, San Antonio to a very, very frustrating uh, two banks of five players just standing in front of in front of their goal. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, and and, and uh, it, the only critique I, criticism I would have is that once you got inside the box, once you're in that final third, they um, they seem to be deferring to passing passing to, for the perfect shot instead of just taking something and putting it on goal. Absolutely. Were, I, were,
1: I would agree with that 100. percent
0: there there was many a time where a ball would come in and you see seth holding up you know this is back to goal you know, nothing you can do but he didn't do but it's, uh, serve it up to someone else serves it to someone and they then pass again and typically we'd see three or four passes inside the box uh and by the time the the perfect shot was set up uh san antonio had already rushed back you know uh, eight players in the box so uh, it, that's the only downside I really saw with uh, with how we played in the first half, um, not getting the opportunities after the end of the first half. It was zero zero. Um, the switchbacks was seven shots in the first half to San Antonio's one. Um, there, the the only uh, looking look, looking back through the uh, through the highlight reel. There's there's only two shots that seemed to really challenge Cardone the. Uh, or Cordoni, the uh, San Antonio keeper. Uh, one was a shot by, by Jordan Burke that was saved. And another one was a, uh, bare feet, uh, uh, Saeed Robinson, uh, took a shot in and he, and Cardo just with the tip of his finger, barely got touched it, causing it to bounce off the, uh, framework late. In that,
1: that, that one, that one had me gasping. I thought we were about to see another, another Saeed stunner. Yeah. Uh, and what a save! What an effort to get a fingertip to that, because that, for all for all intents and purposes, was already in the back of the net. Yeah, it
0: was. Uh, it was quite quite. A, it, it was definitely our best chance in the first half. Um, where so, uh, like I was saying earlier, you know, our our uh, our passing was on point. Um, we definitely had them chasing the ball, which is a perfect. Um, Game plan to have here in the altitude is to have you know teams chasing us around, uh, and then play for a second half where you know we we, we we've wore them down. And um, the other th- the other thing to note uh, about the first half, which kind of irked me, which always irks you, <laughs> is the uh, the 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 freedom with which the uh, referees seem to be handing out yellow cards.
1: Oh. Uh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah.
0: There is, uh, 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 in, in the 25th minute, Jordan Schweitzer was hit with a yellow card for a pretty, pretty, pretty soft foul. Uh, the referee was making a motion like, like he was making up, you know, this was the second time, uh, he had fouled him and say, uh, saying that the, uh, it was, it was a persistent infringement. Uh, but, uh, in the 25th minute, it seems a little early to be uh, screaming at, at uh, uh, making cards for uh, persistent infringement when there's really was nothing to show there. Um, yeah,
1: honestly, from what I what I recall of the incident, he didn't get the card until he, uh, I think, I think Schweitzer talked himself into that card. Uh, uh, his his reaction to the a foul even being called. Probably is what prompted the card to come out because he he sort of took a couple aggressive steps in the direction of the referee while shouting, you know, are you kidding me? Kind of kind of thing. And uh, referee wanted to, you know, swing his uh, (laughs) big referee (laughs) uh, parts around and and uh, show who's boss Um, and not three minutes later did the same thing to, uh, Ronnie Argetta. Yeah. Whatever. A tackle that looked, it looked if, if with the naked eye at full speed looked like it could have been really bad, but in slow motion, he got nothing but the ball and the player was just sort of knocked over and the follow through.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't
1: see a yellow card there.
0: Yeah. I think the ref may still have some adrenaline flowing through him after the, uh, Schweitzer card. Um, to see two quick cards in succession like that. And a game that I didn't really think was all that chippy or even necessary to have the referee uh, imposing his will like that, that early. Um, And it could have been bad news because that's, that's two of our three midfielders um, who both of them tend to play aggressively uh, under normal circumstances, already sitting on cards for the remainder of the game, almost almost an entire hour with the game left to go. So um, I, I was a bit concerned about that heading into half. That was, Uh, no more cards were handed out. I think the referee got it out of his system, uh, made sure that his, uh, little black book got the airtime it needed. Um, but we went into half, uh, tied up at zero to zero. The second half began and, um, I gotta say the, the, uh, the second half began much better this week than it did against Sacramento last week. Uh, during Sacramento, it was immediately evident that there was a change of strategy for Sacramento side or change, a lack of change on our side. Uh, Sacramento came out and really set the tone. Uh, the exact opposite happened this week where we came out and we still dominated uh, the possession and uh, really just seemed to kind of keep doing what we were doing in the first half uh, and doing it at will with really no... Um, uh, no way that San Antonio was stopping yes. us.
1: Yeah, and and the the thing that um, kind of confused me about that is the only substitute that San Antonio made, the only mm-hmm. substitution they made was in the early in the first half uh, when Bradford Jamison the fourth came off injured uh, and was replaced by Restrepo, um, and they made no attempts to to change personnel or strategy. At any point, um, and and it wasn't like they were, they were they were on the back foot the entire time. I, unless they were playing for a draw, I'm not sure what uh, what the idea behind that that uh, <laughs> that strategy was.
0: It yeah, just didn't make I, sense to me. I noticed that as well. And, and you think with the altitude and um, the way that the game was unfolding, where it, it seemed like a, it, like there was going to be a, a nil nil draw was was imminent. Um, was really the feel of most of the second half. Uh, you'd think that they would put in some fresh legs out there, especially with, uh, you know, you'd think they would be panicked because having to use a sub so early, um, bringing in Restrepo, no, not that Restrepo, the uh, not the goalkeeper Restrepo for San Antonio last season, which confused me because uh, I was like, wait a minute, what? But, um... When they when they brought him in, I thought that could be that something that really could be to our advantage because that would leave them with only two subs. And uh, I guess I don't know maybe maybe uh, maybe San Antonio is saving them up for the end of the season or something. Um, maybe they have lots of injuries that we don't know about. I, I really was expecting to see Abusi play because um, you know, he is used to the altitude. Uh, and it was it was a bit of a defensive uh, uh, battle, um, so it, it was weird. It was definitely weird. Um, but the uh, the pace and the tone of the game was really just very much possession, working into the box, and um, taking occasional shots and. and I don't know about you, but but heading, heading heading into the 80th minute, I really felt like this was going to be a a, a nil nil draw with one point, and I was starting to get my my dander up about why we weren't taking more shots or more quality shots.
1: Yes, I, I, I was uh, I was also getting a little bit frustrated, um, just thinking, I, I, how can we be content with? With uh, trying to take one point at home, mm-hmm. um, when when the game was obviously there for the taking, yeah, uh, and yeah, um, so we we made some some <laughs> substitutions, some changes <laughs> it, were made, yeah, and it, some things happened.
0: Yeah, it, i was sitting <laughs> here trying to think of what what all happened in the second half that we could really go over and talk about, and I mean, it really was just. More of the same, watch, watching us knock it around at will uh, and then lose it in the final third and then us knock it around at will. Um, and all that changed there We with, with a single substitution. Uh, on, on came uh, Cesar Romero, uh, or Cesar Romero, uh, depending on how you pronounce that. I heard, heard it pronounced both ways. Uh, came on from Mike Seth in the 82nd minute. Now, Romero, we had just picked up on loan from uh, McTagney. Motagua, I can't pronounce it. I, my I, my my pronunciation really really is bad. Uh, but uh, from the Premier League in um, Honduras, uh, he came over with, uh, in addition with several other players that, to the USL from from the Honduras side. And and I know there was talk. There was a lot of excitement um, from the coaching staff from some of our office about what Romero was capable of and, and the skills that he brought and thought that he would be a, a, um, thought that he would be a perfect fit uh, for us here this season. He's uh, currently on the under20 Honduras uh, national team and um, he will be playing this summer in the under-20 World Cup for Honduras. so he may, may not see him for a bit uh, in May. Yeah, my cat's not happy about it either. I don't know if you can hear him. I, I definitely heard that. <laughs> he's pretty pissed about losing him. But um, So he comes on for his first uh, minutes as uh, a switchback, and pretty quickly lets everyone know, lets everyone know what he's about. When uh, we had a uh, Jordan Schweitzer pass the ball in, uh, to pass the ball to Jordan Bird, who uh, very deftly dummied it back to uh, Romero, who was on the right, uh, left side of the box, and one touch into his right foot, and put in a perfect beauty of a goal, uh, right past the outstretched fingers of Cordone and uh, just like that, in the 86th minute, we are up one and nothing. And and what a goal! Yeah, um, I mean, I
1: I looked, I watched the replay. I saw just how far away from the edge of the box he was standing. That was a thirty-yard bomb. Yeah. Yep. Uh, just an absolute guided missile into the into the corner of the goal. Uh, outstretched, diving Cordoni, unable to even get a hand to it. Um, I mean, I, I don't blame him. His his positioning his positioning in the goal uh, should have been appropriate for most shots that he could have faced, uh, and he probably thought that Romero would either try to dribble into the box or pass it off to someone else. And instead, he absolutely put his laces through it and and just put an absolute missile into the net.
0: Yeah. It was a beautiful goal. Um, nominated for Goal of the Week on for, on USLChampionship.com. Don't think it's going to make it. A uh, kid from Portland had a bicycle kick goal, so the— that just seems to be our luck where we have a beautiful goal and then someone else somewhere else has an even beautiful lure or rare looking goal. But um, I don't know. I, I, I've watched this over and over again uh, looking at the defense. And I think what struck me, one, is the importance of Jordan Burt letting that ball play through back to Romero. Um, when the ball came into to Burt, it sucked in two defenders to him, um, which left Romero with a bit of space there. And then once Romero took the shot or took the the first touch, uh, he was loosely there. There was three uh, San Antonio players around him, and none of them stepped up to him uh, to to even interfere with his his uh, his shot. So while everything was beautiful on our end, the, it was a defensive mess, for instance, for oh. San Antonio.
1: Yeah, ab- absolute defensive breakdown. Nobody nobody closed him down. They were. Two, maybe three guys who could have at least put him off uh, on, on making that shot happen. Um, I, th- I think a lot of them just were caught ball watching. I think yeah. they, they they didn't. It, the thought never occurred to them that someone would shoot from there, um, and they uh, they just didn't give him the respect that he very obviously deserves. Yeah. Uh, and and that probably won't. Uh, I mean. Mistakes will be made in the future, but anybody, any players uh, in the USL Championship watching the Goal of the Week nominations uh, will know not to give Cesar Romero that much space.
0: Yeah, and, and it might, might, I would imagine that ball watching uh, could have been a, f- a factor within uh, – they were ball watching because they were tired. They, the, it, the lack of subs in the second half, the high altitude – you know, once you start getting tired, you start doing a lot of, a, a bit of ball watching and only playing. Absolutely. You know, uh, only defending that's within your media area, and um, so so I mean, taking nothing at all away from the sequence. Um, you know, the the pass, uh, the pass, the, the assist by Schweitzer going through Jordan Burt's legs, uh, Burt just letting that lay off to Romero, and Romero with his first touch of the game. Uh, Putting in an absolute beauty, uh, definitely, definitely was the uh, um, it was the, the only difference we needed to walk away with with three points. And I think the thing that concerns me one is that is that we did get the three points, uh, we did win the game, um, but you know it it was you know, I hate to be Debbie Downer here it was eighty six minutes of uh, not a lot of Aggression on our side, a lot of, a lot of moving the ball around, and a lot of patience, but almost too much patience.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there I, I, we touched on it in the the loss to Sacramento, um, that uh, very often there was no more than two players uh, for the switchbacks in the box at the end of an attacking move, um, and that's that's just not. That's not exciting for the fans to watch, and it it results in fewer goals. Um, while on the table, a one nil win is great because you know minimum minimum amount of effort for three points. But that's that's not uh, something that we can rely on. There are there are teams out there who will look at our one goal scored in the eighty sixth minute and score two more on us before the ninetieth. Yeah, you know it. This is. We need to we need to be more attacking minded in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you look at the the first season of the Switchbacks, even the second season to some extent, um, where our goal scoring was spread around. There wasn't any one player with like 20 goals, but we had three guys with 10 plus. Yeah. Um, we need that back. We we need that mentality at the end of these controlled attacking moves we don't need the desperation the the lobbed ball forward and just trying to get anything on that but we need to get something on that
0: yeah yeah it, it's the 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 teams that have been successful the first and second seed, the 2015 2016 teams um, a lot of their success was was having numbers in the box and and poaching uh, poaching goals just, uh, you know, off of deflections, off of misplayed balls, um, just being having the numbers in the box so somebody is bound to be Johnny on the spot. Um, I mean, Luke Vercoloni, the first season alone, I mean, he was just the ultimate up, poacher, yeah, just just picking up garbage and turning it into points. And, um, it seems like I, mean, I could see us getting to that point, but somewhere at some point, uh, you know, Said and, uh, Shane Malcolm are going to have to decide that I don't I don't need to make that perfect assist I'm going, to, I'm going to put this in or there's no way I'm going to put this in I'm going to look for someone else and um, you know to, to our credit you know we are able to make those second and third passes uh, the problem is I, I don't I'd I like to see it not get to the third or fourth pass I like to see some shots and some some action there in, in the box Um in terms of action of the game, the only thing that really happened after that is uh, again we, we still control the ball going into the into extra time or injury time. Uh, Shea Malcolm picked up a uh, a yellow card on a foul, and uh, aside from that, that was the game. Three points, uh, boom, done. Um, and with that win, uh, and and after all the events of yes of uh, week three in the usl we are currently sitting with six points uh in fourth position in the western conference standings behind sacramento portland timbers two and tulsa roughnecks which if you follow the usl western conference for the past couple of years you you're, i guess your first thought would be wait tulsa and portland are at the top of the table is is did i not sort this correctly <laughs> yeah you know, did somebody hit the hit the wrong sort button yeah um I mean Sacramento, yeah, they're they're always good, but uh, you know, right now, uh, with a couple teams playing four games, a couple teams only playing two games, um, you know, we're sitting at six points, and the leaders are sitting at seven, and there is one, two, three, four, five, six, six of us uh, with New Mexico United and Oklahoma City Energy all sitting uh, clumped together near the top, so already we've got uh, uh, things are starting to shape up uh, you know they the uh, which kind of leads me into the next game where we take our show on the road for the switchbacks first game of the four corners Cup against Phoenix Rising um, who ha- who basically have only played two games this season and have drawn drawn both of those games uh in San Antonio 3-3. And with uh, New Mexico United 3 uh, 3. So they clearly can give up three goals a game, but they can also score three goals a game. Uh, so, um, yes. Not, and, not, and there's also the fact
1: that in the last four games against Phoenix Rising, uh, we have not gotten a single point.
0: Really? I did not know that.
1: Last four games against Phoenix, we have not gotten a point. They have won the last four. Hmm. Uh, last four. Uh, matches against Colorado Springs, so I think uh, I think that we need to go in there with a chip on our shoulder. I think this is definitely a game where having the majority of possession would be beneficial um, to prevent ourselves from you know getting whacked four nil or something like that. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, there's a lot there's a lot of uh, negativity that we could turn around with the with this game with a good performance.
0: Yeah, and we also kind of lucked out too with the schedule maker with us going to Fe- our, our trip to Phoenix um, so early in the season to where we won't be dealing with that that uh, Phoenix heat uh, like if we played them in you know July or August. Um, I'm looking at the game. Yeah, the the game time temperature is 85 degrees uh, in Phoenix on Saturday, so. That's good that that uh, you know we'll get that trip uh, out to the desert uh, away uh, get it done with and you know I'm trying to think you, uh, you kind of surprised me with losing the last four because traditionally before that we had kind of a split series with them when we definitely had um, a little bit of a rivalry feel the games have always been real chippy and antagonistic. Um, yep we have we have a a. Um no
1: draws ever in the history of the two clubs. Uh Colorado Springs has the edge by one game. We've won 5 games against them in our history and they've won 4 against us. The 4 against us unfortunately uh were the last 4 in a row. Yeah. Um so we we have a little a slight edge, slight yeah, edge.
0: And hopefully we can uh extend that edge. Um phoenix no longer no longer uh is going to phoenix kind of like a a road trip to see your your hero uh drogba i know (laughs) that last season and the season before where it seemed like players were more excited to get a selfie with him than they were about marking him um (laughs) but now that he's no longer on the field uh, i think that'll that helps us out a lot um so yeah, that's pretty much the the, the week in, in switchbacks news. Um, I would imagine uh, Kofi Kofi played the full ninety, and I know that the talk was uh, you know getting him ready to play a, a full ninety. Um, it's very possible that the Rapids will uh, recall him and make him uh, uh, put put them on their bench for the remainder of his his. Uh, his rehab. Um, Stuart Seus, we still have no word about his condition uh, or where he is, at, exact, he is at exactly in training. I know in his uh, in all his social media posts with him working out, he's mentioning rehab and working to get better. Um, not, not the usual working to become a better player, but working to get into game shape. Um, so I'm not really sure where we sit. With uh, Sayus, um, I would imagine if he, with, with, with Andre Rawls, he, he's been playing pretty good. Uh, and he hasn't really been called on to make too many spectacular saves, but he seems to have the defense, uh, that seems, seems to be in control of the defense, having everyone marked up correctly, uh, the only, uh, only giving up that late goal uh, in LA, uh, recording our, our season's first shutout. Um, didn't really have a lot to do uh, th- this game. So I'm not sure if uh, if I'm Trichu, if I really want, want to uh, make too many changes heading into Phoenix. Um, I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I think if he's available, I think Rawls is probably the right choice just to give some consistency,
0: particularly
1: mm-hmm. for the newer players uh, in the back line. Um it's not going to benefit them any to be switching back and forth, uh, switching our goalkeepers back and forth like we did uh, in previous seasons. Uh, last season comes to mind with yeah. Moise Puaté and and Seus almost splitting down the middle. The uh, the number of games. Um, I don't think that benefits anyone. I think consistency is going to be key, and if we can if we can hold on to Rawls, I think, uh, I think we need to. see him in goal more often than not uh at this point as you said he it's relatively untested um some of the some of the opponents we've faced um i think when when called upon to make saves he's made them uh quite well i can think of a few uh pretty uh crazy punched saves uh in, in the past game um the the penalty really you can't you can't fault a well that keeper was keeper cl- for that.
0: Yeah, that was Clint
1: um, Oh that was yeah, that was Clint. Yeah. Um, the uh, the one the one goal in uh, LA was um, an absolute wonder goal, a perfect curve curling goal into the upper ninety. He had no chance on that one. But every other uh, every other shot he's been called on to stop, he's stopped. Um Clint obviously did did very well for us, but uh, I don't expect to see him back down with us at all unless something uh, something changes uh, with the Rapids organization. Yeah. But I think it, I think Rawls has proven that uh, that he should at least get another shot at at keeping the starting job.
0: Yeah. Um, Caesar Romero, um, he. He just got into town uh, the Wednesday before the game, late Wednesday. Um, I think I read that he only had uh, two, two maybe three days of practice, uh, so he definitely wasn't in, in game shape, uh, but he definitely used the time that, that was given to him uh, productively. Uh, <laughs> no do kidding. You, do, you, do you think that we'll see him uh, starting, or, or will he be another off-the-bench effort?
1: I... Trichu seems to be a little bit cautious with things like this. So I, while I would like to see him start, um, and then if he, you know, if he's not match fit, sub him off and, you know, give him an hour or something like that, uh, Mm -hmm. bring on somebody else. I have a feeling that it'll be the other way around, um where one of our forwards will get about an hour and, and he may get the last, uh, the last 30 minutes to, to work yeah. rather than, rather than the, the last eight minutes.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and again, with, with Au Pair, um, probably coming near to his end of rehab. We'll probably see Joel Jamal Jack resume a spot there on the back line. Uh, hopefully out of, out of Trichu's uh, doghouse. Um, the quote the the post game quotes from the players um that really wasn't much uh here that i was was like ooh like i normally do um uh trichu on the substitution of cesar romero uh we know he's not 90 minute fit he just got here on tuesday I i was correct corrected me on that Trichu not even listening, already correcting me uh, in my inaccuracies. <laughs> uh, he just got here on Tuesday and started training with us on Wednesday. Uh, I was I was wanting to use him. We saw that spark when he came in, and he did a job. He's a goal scorer, and that's what it's all about. Um, I mean, yeah, duh. Uh, one where the switchbacks are right now. I like the group we have right now. They fight, they work together. They're a team that we put together that work together, and that's all we can ask. All in all, I like the way we're playing. We just have to sharpen a few things up and have competition at every position. Now, again, realize when he says, I like the group we have right now, that group is 99% of the same of the group last week in which he said everyone's job was was at risk. So... um, pretty pretty yeah. t- typical uh uh coach speak um caesar romero i'm very thankful with god because that's the debut i dreamed of the most important thing is the three points for the team um good comment uh, jordan Schweitzer, overall thoughts were that's a team effort from top to bottom from the guys that started to the guys that came in Obviously, Caesar comes in and gets the goal. It's a big-time finish on his debut, and it's not a bad way to start. Uh, But credit to everyone that worked hard tonight. Mike was was pressing extremely hard up top, holding the ball for us at times. It was a team effort. Everyone played well. It was a real good combination goal. The way that we played last week, that was exactly the way we needed to come out and make a statement at home. the the official Better Business Bureau Better Business Bureau man of the match was the obvious choice, Cesar Romero. But I know we hear a back chat. We, we like finding the non obvious choice for player of the match. And I'd be curious who you who you you would give the player of the match to. Uh, you know, did that put you on the spot.
1: You did put <laughs> me on the spot. I, and I I honestly I was thinking about this. Um. And uh, I actually, uh, after the match, um, was scrolling through Twitter and saw that the Twitter poll, uh, which for some reason with the switchbacks, the results of the poll in no way reflect who's actually given man of the match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, I saw Shane Malcolm uh, replying to the to the poll uh, and said something to the effect of who writes these things (laughs) And, and then said Cesar Romero. Uh, was the obvious man of the match And I, I can understand the hype um, You know, he scored a fantastic goal He secured the three points for us uh, He didn't play the whole match So I'd have a hard time giving him man of the match um, I, Honestly, I'd, I'd probably be looking at Jordan Schweitzer or Ronnie Argueta Just for uh, Just solid play um, Yeah not many mistakes two silly yellow cards that they didn't deserve um really really solid play it would have to be one of those guys for me yeah. um yeah. but I, I i did find it funny you know <laughs> shane malcolm who writes these things
0: yeah yeah um well, here, I, I was kind of thinking about about the, the question as well, and there, there was a stat that popped out to me that made me be like, oh, yeah, okay, there we go. Uh, Ronnie Argueta, he had 64 passes, which I believe were the most on the team. Um, had a passing accuracy of 96.9%. Whew. Which is balls. I mean, not, not only that high of percentage, but also that – amount of passes that he had. Um, His passing accuracy in the opponent's half 93.9 percent. So um, connected on 59 short passes and five long passes. Uh, Schweitzer himself wasn't uh, too shabby either. Uh, 58 passes 58 passes uh, with an accuracy of 89.7 percent. So uh, you're definitely uh, got you got the uh, we're in the ballpark here i think the the ronnie and schweitzer pairing is is definitely paying dividends um the other guy in the middle uh, um, ugh, I can't. I, my, my brain just froze up uh alexander milano he uh was subbed off early but he connected for 78 percent of his passes on 33 passes so I would say, yeah, Ronnie or Jordan uh, Schweitzer would, would get it. My choice was, was Ronnie because, like I said, ninety six point nine percent of of the passes are on target, and that's that's crazy. That's something we have not seen uh, in the past with the switchbacks. Normally, we're we're happy if we get seventy or eighty percent. So that would be my man of the match.
1: Absolutely, I, I think uh, I think we're in agreement there. Um and even even beyond his uh, his passing statistics, he also had a lot of really important tackles, a um, mm-hmm. lot of important interceptions, uh, and even a couple of clearances if i if I'm not mistaken, from some of the few opportunities that San Antonio got.
0: Um, yeah, I, I think uh, well deserved. yeah. So uh, that's about it from from the switchbacks lane we got. We got away game of Phoenix and I believe we are away for the next game in Orange County before we return in middle of April to the friendly confines of Widener field. Um, anything else you want to want to tack on before we uh, send this one in?
1: I think we, we pretty much nailed it. Um, uh, looking just looking a little bit further ahead to Orange County. Um, they have a very similar uh record against them as uh, Phoenix Um, each team has four wins uh, and we've only drawn once against one another so uh, bound to be an exciting game Um, I hope that uh, we can keep rolling with this this, uh, control and possession um, and maybe see a little bit different switchbacks team than we've seen in, in years past
0: yeah yeah, definitely. Um, it, is, it is it it is a pleasant uh, change uh, now. If we can just get some uh, some connections between the back of the net and the uh, the players, that would be great. Uh, so, in terms of the Four Corners Cup, the new new supporter uh, driven um, rivalry cup, uh, like the word escapes me. What sort I'm looking for?
1: competition yeah yeah local regional competition
0: yeah our our regional rivals uh uh, for those who haven't haven't been following uh basically colorado new mexico phoenix and salt lake city uh are have all gotten together and uh we whoever has the best has the most points, the best record in between playing the other three teams. Uh, we'll walk away with the Four Corners Cup, which is not actually a cup, but more of a plaque. Um, but this weekend will be the Switchbacks' first uh, Four Corners Cup game. Phoenix and New Mexico have already played, and they, they've they uh, drew 3-3. So right now, they are ahead of uh, in, in the uh, Four Corners Cup table with one point a piece and with a win this weekend the switchbacks will be sitting pretty on top of the four corners cup table so another trophy to work for um i know we're all pretty excited about it i, I don't think we're going to have anyone going down to phoenix for the game i haven't i haven't really heard anybody talk about it but um yeah that's it so make sure you catch the game on espn plus or uh Atrevedia or uh, jack quinn's And um, let's get three points. Yeah, Yeah? three points. Three points would be good. All right. All right, so uh, that's about all we got for for now. Uh, We will see you next week, hopefully talking about how awesome the switchbacks were uh, and hopefully not being grumpy and and saying we need to blow up the team. So have a good week. Uh, We will talk to you next week. Go switchbacks. My name is Jason. I'm Paul. And we are out of here.